friends that killed some people. But my friends have always been killing people. I did not break the law. He kept the body for one to do two days, and he laid the body on the edge of his tub and, quote, slid open his belly, end quote. He took pictures of him. He defleshed him, acidified the flesh and skull, and kept the skull. He had killed more than a dozen people and eaten some of them. His Milwaukee apartment that was literally a house of horror. I deserve, certainly, the most extreme punishment society has, and I deserve, I think society deserves to be protected from me and from others like me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Chillin' and Killing Crimecast main event. You heard me right. We have two opponents tonight that are going to beat the hell out of each other, but not with their fists, with their accusations. We're going to have the defense. We're going to have the, the prosecution. First off, in the red corner, introducing the queen of extra, the spooky extraordinaire, the prosecution executioner, Heather Autumn Childress. And next to her, in the blue corner, is the queen of controversy, the black sheep of opinions, the defense intense, intense, I screwed that one up, Kirsten Joy. Ladies, welcome to the panel. My name is Rob Yox. I am the producer extraordinaire, and I will leave it to you ladies to have an amazing show. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I'm in the red corner, but I'm wearing gold too. So, you know, I just do what I want. <laughs> That's what's going on. I mean, I feel like I should be in the gold corner too. I'm here, but we're good. Is everybody ready for tonight? I know I am. I know I am. I can't I'm, wait to just I'm so try to hear all of your crap. I just can't wait. I'm super excited. <laughs> I've been taunting you where I almost got kicked off of Facebook. I was like, what? What in the world? You can't you can't shit talk no more. You know what I mean? Like Facebook said no. You were talking hardcore. I was shit talking hardcore because that's what I do. Was shit coming out of your mouth like a B actress film? Shit, view it. It (laughs) That's what I do. I talk shit. But to start out, we do our drinks. So before we get started, Mm -hmm. we're gonna do our drinks. What do you got? What do you already got mixed up? Because you know I'm about to do all my my stuff. Or are you actually mixing tonight? I am not mixing anything. Um, You're kind of breaking up a little bit. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I know. I know. I'm having some trouble here. Hang on. Technical difficulties. I think it's called scared. She's oh, scared. Oh, She's oh, scared. Oh, 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 oh. No, She's no, going to no, pull no. some technical difficulties tonight on me, everybody. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Can you hear it? 
Now you're breaking up a little bit. How does everybody else hear? Does she sound fine or is it just me hearing her a little weird? Yeah, do I sound okay, everybody? Are you on your laptop or not not using your phone tonight? No, I'm using phone. Oh, okay. Well, well, we're just gonna get into it and we'll just go with it. I think Heather's pulling the spooky. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing up your stuff. Yeah, seriously, right? Okay. What are you drinking tonight? So I was going to drink something called the Berkeley Bayberries instead of breaking up really bad. Like <sighs> all right. Listen, I'm gonna even been... come up here. Rob, come on and talk to me. <laughs> Rob could come on with me while she fixes her stuff and we talk, 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 or I'm just gonna hang out here. People go into the comments. I'm they coming. Really, I don't know yeah, if you can hear me yet, but sketchy. hold on one second. I gotta fix my mic setting because I turned it off. But oh I'm good. You should be able to hear me. I just can't hear anybody else. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm here. There we go. Oh, there we are. Now I can hear you. I think she's chickening out, truthfully. <laughs> just just gonna throw it out there. Technical difficulties. Oh boy. <laughs> I, how was how was the announcement in the, in the beginning? Was that good enough? Was there enough that excitement was, in it? Was, it was exciting. I was pumped. I was like, let's do this. Then I come on and she's like, bah, 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 bah. here we go. <laughs> Back in action. All right, how about now? Much what? better. All right, ladies, later. See okay, how now we can battle. Game off. It's not gonna work, girl. I'm ready. I mean, you're throwing your own game off, just kind of like the person that you're trying to defend tonight, but we'll get there later. We'll get right. there later. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So listen, so my drink, I said, I was going to do a spin on the Malibu Bay Breeze and call it a Berkeley Bay Breeze in, you know, reference to the Berkeley, the Merino where all this good stuff happened, but I thought that was a little insensitive and I'd get yelled at right off the bat. So I am drinking a scotch. Oh my God. I, yes, can't, I, with her. I can't with her. Yes, you can with me. Yes, you can with me. It's a scotch. I mean, I really love it. I love the play on words. I think it's good. I'll give her a little love right now. And everybody coming through except StreamYard so I can like uh, see your comments so it doesn't come mm -hmm. through as Facebook user. So yep. extract, uh, accept StreamYard into your life and you come through. Otherwise, I'll see you guys who actually commented on uh, later on when I'm going through and looking at all the comments. But tonight we're going to mix our drinks. We're going to have a battle and then we're going to have some trivia and we're going to give away. It's in the other room. I posted it earlier this week, last week. It's a mixology murder book. So whoever wins a trivia gets that super cool book. And it's really cool. It's got like all these stories with like the mixed drinks with it. So I think whoever wins tonight will love that. So definitely super corny with the scotch. Well, I'm coming with the knockout. That's my drink. Okay. Don't be jealous. Girl, girl please, please. <laughs> Me, I'm never jealous. You too. Okay. <laughs> Tons, you know, I wanted some rum chata tonight, but this drink, I'm actually going off of a recipe I did find. So I'm not going off the wall with this one. So here we go. And like, like my murder cup, there's blood. Ah, that's corny too. <laughs> See how we just, we work well together. Listen, there's no blood in this case. I guess my opponent didn't know that. <laughs> yes, there was. There was a little bit of blood on the bed from his hand. 
I guess you didn't know that, but okay. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to keep mixing my drink. Okay. I am, I am the bartender and I need to get like, um, the little shaky thing. <laughs> so I actually had one and I don't know where the heck it's at. So, okay. I'm making the knockout because that's what's going to happen tonight. You guys, I mean, it's whatever. So let's get some Hawaiian mm -hmm. punch. <laughs> There must be somebody else in this ring because I'm not getting knocked out. Here we go. Hawaiian punch. Yum, 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 yum. I'll just put a little bit. Put a lot in there. I don't want to get drunk tonight. Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> I think I'll get kicked off of Facebook for something. Now we're going with tequila. Now, isn't this cute? I like the little skull head on it. Wait, didn't you say no tequila? I know, but this freaking thing had it. And of course, that's what I had to go with. But that's totally the only thing I didn't want to drink. But here I am. And I had to do the knockout because I'm just cocky. And it came with tequila. So let's see. Maybe okay. I'll regret this. So let's pour just a because I'm not a fan. Okay. <laughs> and now we have the last ingredient. So it's a really easy drink. It's just three ingredients. Bacardi. So simple, simple. I was on the wrong show. Well, damn it, David. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay. So now we got the Bacardi. So we got Bacardi, fruit punch, and that tequila, which I just got to show that again. You didn't say it was cute, Kirsten. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm ready to knock. I'm ready to knock the bitches out. Sorry. It's, it's okay. So now look, look at my mixer. Look how professional I'm getting, everybody. This cute little. Very professional. Mixer. There it goes. Tequila. Oh, I should have had a straw. Okay. Hi. Okay. Here we go. Ready? My My bloody cup. Your bloody cup. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. I didn't put that much tequila in it, so I don't really taste that. I taste mostly the, the rum. So that's my drink, everybody. Tequila, rum, and fruit punch makes this knockout drink. So with that being said, doo -doo 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 opening statements. Who should start? I think you should start, you shit talker. Well, I am prosecution, and, you know, prosecution should start. So, okay. Yeah, you absolutely should, queen. Queen of extra. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> we we just got wiped off of the, the thing. Oh, sh oh, we're back. This is Mercury Retrograde. So, we are doing this show in the mix of Mer Mercury Retrograde, everybody. So, there might Seriously. be technical info. I had to add the, guy, the guy's picture so they know who you're talking about. Oh, people didn't know who you're talking about. While your opening statements are going on. See? Oh, see? see? I, he's just got to pop on every once in a while and let us know what he's doing. So, okay. okay. All right. All right. Scott Peterson, right there, opening statements. So, tonight, everybody, we are going to talk about this man. Okay. So, we have a man with a great life. Great life, great wife, baby on the way. You think that would be enough? No. Wanted something on the side. Wanted something on the side. Guess the little wife was getting in the way, and Scott had to let her go. And my wonderful opponent here 
is going to take you guys to Fantasy Island. She's got her plane. She's going. She's going to bring you there to Fantasy Island. And all I'm saying, everybody, is please stay on common sense land with me because it's all you really need to beat this case is common sense. So, okay, stay away from Fantasy Island. Stay over in common sense. And you guys will be okay. So let's go ahead and let my opponent give her fantasy land of what is going on. Her fantasy island of what's going on. Don't buy the ticket, you guys. Just don't. Thank you, everybody. And by the end of this, you guys will send Scott Peterson back to death row where he belongs. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so it's finally quiet. I got to ask something. Do you guys hear like this bad buzzing noise, like this annoying, droning shit in your ear? Because I mean, I just speak common sense and intelligence. I don't speak moron. So I, I've been hearing like this buzzing. I don't know if you guys are hearing it. Um, anyway, it finally stopped. So uh, I think I can proceed with my opening statement now. So uh, basically, I am going to take you through not a fantasy, an actual true story of an extreme injustice done to an innocent person. And in this story, I'm going to tell you about the DNA that they found of Scott's on. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. I can't tell you about that because. They didn't find any of his DNA anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the fingerprints of Scott's that they found on Lacey's. Oh, hold on. I can't tell you that either because they found no fingerprints of his on anything except maybe his morning coffee mug in his kitchen. I'm going to tell you about every single thing they did not find to prove basically nothing that he committed this murder. And I want everybody to keep in mind that I'm not necessarily saying that he's innocent. I'm saying that he got a completely botched trial and they're well, not anymore because he's not on death row anymore, but there was a man on death row that no one has any clue if he killed her, how he killed her, anything, no questions have been answered. And for 20 years, he's been sitting on death row and they have not one piece of DNA, forensic evidence, anything except complete circumstantial. And I ask you, is that how our justice system works? Because I don't think that's fair. So we are both going to take you on our little journeys tonight and we're going to see, you know, what comes out in the end. So, okay. Heather? Well, we're going to first, because, you know, we know the stories from 2002 and maybe there's people out there that don't know the story. So we want to give a very unbiased yeah. briefing of this. You know, yes, we did our openings. You know where we stand, but let's just kind of take you guys through. Um, do you want to run through it or you want me to run through it real quick? Can you do I mean, an unbiased? Huh? I can, I can run through it if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do an unbiased run through real quick and then we'll get into battle. Okay. So completely unbiased. So um, Scott and Lacey, they meet in college. They go to school together in California. They basically are high school sweethearts. Um, Lacey is a very bold woman, ends up giving her number to Scott. Um, he thinks it's a joke at first because she's basically so forward, but he ends up calling her and they fall in love, start dating, end up getting married. Uh, they're in their 20s at this point. Super, like Heather actually said, super happy, beautiful relationship, happy marriage. 
Scott is very social. He's in the cigar club, the wine club, country club, um, involved in the community. Kind of wants like that perfect life with the trophy wife, like wants to have the perfect picture. Um, Lacey, to everyone's knowledge, is very happy. Never complains to anybody about any marital problems, any fighting, nothing. They have this beautiful life. They try for three years to get pregnant. And then Lacey ends up pregnant um, with a child, obviously. So fast forward, eight months pregnant. Lacey goes missing on Christmas Eve of 2002. Uh, she's 27 years old when this happens. Uh, and fast track into this entire story that we're going to tell you, basically. And oh, sorry, guys. Difficulty there. Yeah, knocked um, out. <laughs> excited <laughs> without and I am even saying this from a biased point of view Scott was immediately kind of pointed to as the most hated man in America you know I think a lot of situations go straight to the husband did this um, and there were a lot of different leads a lot of different stories there's a lot of craziness to the story which I think the both of us are going to touch on but um, basically he ends up um, he gets he's found guilty of first degree murder, uh, put on sentenced to death, put on death row um, in San Quentin prison. He remained on death row until 2005 until, was it last month, I think? Or was it this month, actually? I think it was January. Um, yeah. His, Rusty, Rusty <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yes, baby's name is Connor. But basically, him um, and his sister-in-law and a huge community of people who had been fighting for almost 20 years to try to say that, again, not necessarily that he's innocent, but that he got totally gypped with this trial. And he finally was, his death penalty sentence was overturned and he was given life in prison. And now they're actually considering giving him a new trial. They're, they're pushing to just do a complete new trial because of actually the main reason is jury misconduct, which we'll get into. But um, but I but did I leave anything you can't out? State over the unbiased. I mean, we're being unbiased, but you have to state the facts that people he started his the family was completely on his side until it came out that he was having an affair. So it did come out he was having an affair, and a shit storm took off even more, and he was found guilty. You know, we'll get into it. So, but that's the story. Lacey's body ended up washing up, I think, in April. So she went missing. In yes. December, her body and Connor's, the babies, was um, actually found away from each other, not too far, but the, the baby yeah. was actually out of her and actually pretty much intact where Lacey was not. Lacey mm -hmm. was basically just a torso when they yeah. found her. We'll get more into that, too. But uh, so so they found and as soon as they found, um, you know, they found the bodies they ended up picking Scott up. So they picked Scott up and then that's when basically everything yes. unraveled and all this stuff came to light. And yeah, they were, all of that. they were holding off arresting him simply because they had not found a body. And you're right. The minute that they found a body, they arrested Scott immediately. So and, exactly. But he, I mean, he was caught. Everybody knows he was caught. Uh, you know, being in, I'm not going to say running because I'm not putting that on him that I'm being unbiased, but he was caught in his car. There was some suspicious things that didn't look right to people. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that later. Like hair color change. I mean, there's different theories on why he did all of that. So, but the, to the police, it looked a little weird. You know what I mean? So they, they contribute that to possibly he was running. They, they locked him right up because he's going to look like a flight 
you know, a, a flight risk. So he he stayed there to the trial and he's been there ever since. So that's the story. Is everybody out there pretty familiar? You want us to touch base on any, everything or anything? We wanted to go really quick with the story because we've watched like the past week oh, or whatever, so many podcasts, so many things, and everybody just really gets in depth with the story. And this is why we wanted to come a little bit different with what we're doing tonight and just kind of have like this little battle because I feel like everybody is very familiar with the story. Yes. I miss part of that. Could you repeat it? <laughs> yeah. No, Rusty. <laughs> you know it all. So don't even start. Like you already know everything. But yeah. yeah, we wanted to take another little different, you know, way with this. So this is where we're going. So we did our opening statements and I'll let you go for, I mean, let's start, let, let's start at the, the beginning. Okay. So we'll start. Okay. She comes up missing. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. She comes up missing. Okay. Now my pro. now you can try to rebuttal this. So, so Amber Fry is the the mistress okay so amber fry is the girl that comes into play that scott met and was totally gaga about and whatever she was she was into him she didn't know he was married okay so lacy goes missing now my problem and maybe you can explain this to me and help me understand this on this boat so so scott buys a boat on oh wait let me check it was december 8th so some December 8th, he buys a boat, but doesn't tell his wife about it. And yeah, there we go. So he buys this nice boat. Well, it's not nice. It's just a boat to go fishing in. Okay. And December 9th, he goes and tells, and what I'm hearing is that he actually picked the boat up on September 9th or, or December 9th, but he yeah. got it. Okay. So yeah. So then he picks it up and then goes over to Amber's house, has a very interesting conversation with her about how Lacey... Yep cries oh i gotta tell you something i gotta tell you something oh, oh i was, I was married i was married i was married and she's missing she's she's i lost her i lost her and this is my first holiday crocodile tears without her oh okay so this is where i'm talking about common sense there's intent here okay he buys a boat that is later to be lacy was found in the what, San Francisco Bay, where, where was she found? The, right. Okay. So she yeah. was found there and, uh, he buys this boat. Okay. Just explain to me how you don't think, I mean, we're talking about circumstantial evidence. Yes. You can't always catch somebody with a smoking gun in their hand. Sometimes all you have is circumstantial evidence. Does that mean you just let a murderer walk free? Because yes, they cleaned up their fingerprints. Yes. They had the time to get rid of everything, but come on, you put, you connect these dots. This is a good neighborhood. This is a good area. I mean, I mean, just explain that part. How, how does that not look a little suspect, at least, to you? Go ahead. <laughs> Defend it. Well, I don't necessarily think it does look suspect. Because um, like I said many times, we're basically talking about a cheater, yes, and possibly a huge narcissistic dickhead, but not necessarily a murderer. So... What I'm going to say, assumption, yes, but it's also so, something that happened. So, you know what well, I mean? So his, his story in this is, and again, I can only tell, re, not relay facts, but relay the story. So his story, because there was a huge argument over whether Lacey and anybody else knew about this boat or not. So he says, 
Lacey absolutely knew about this boat that he purchased it as a gift for his father-in-law for Christmas to give as a gift. And the time he took that boat out on Christmas Eve was the first time he actually ever had that boat out to sort of test it out, test drive it, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he was going to give it to his father-in-law as a gift. So it was brought up in the trial because everybody said she did not know about this boat. He bought it in secret. Clearly his intent was, you know, wrong, wrongdoing. Um, but they interviewed the manager, the landlord of the warehouse where he kept the boat. And the landlord testified and signed an affidavit that said Lacey knew about this because she was here. She was at this warehouse a couple days before she disappeared. She used so the bathroom. He actually went on trial. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see him on yeah. trial actually testifying to that. So he, I don't know if he actually, he signed, like he signed basically a, like a contract saying, I saw her. She was very pregnant. She used the bathroom. I spoke with her. Well, his testimony was that she did know about the boat, which just basically corroborates, yes, it's a gift for the father-in-law. So, I mean, the conversation on the night. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, you can think that. I mean, okay. But that's, I mean, I don't know. I find it, it's it's not no reason to convict anybody by all means. It just is one of those little like strange, strange. Why did you buy this boat and then go talk to this woman and tell her that your wife was missing? I mean, that's a little weird to me. Like, why are you, you've lost your wife. Why are you already saying she's gone? Like, that's weird. And then 15 minutes later, she's freaking gone. You know what I mean? Like, so you know that the reason he had the conversation with her was because Amber's friends found out about Scott and said to Scott, they can, they confronted him basically and said, if you don't tell Amber that you're married, we will. Where did so, you hear this? Because I only heard that they found out about Scott after he was in the paper and Lacey was already missing. So that's true. So one friend saw a picture somewhere on Facebook and went to Amber and said, or I'm sorry, went to Scott and said, if you don't tell her that's after she's missing though. So explain why he went and did that ahead of time. Before. No, no, no. This is before. This is before. Went to her and said, I have a wife that is no longer around, no longer with me, however you want to word it. Um, tells her on December 9th, like you said. Um, oh, oh, there it is. With it, it's a, I feel like, why, I mean, why wouldn't you just say you're, I mean, all this stuff just adds up to some sketchy business. You know what it's I mean? Right. Like, why not just say, okay, I, I, I'm in a, do, do the normal thing. I'm not happy in my relationship. I'm getting a divorce. I'm doing, oh, you know what I mean? Like writing down the norm. I mean, who says, yeah, they're gone. This is my first, uh, uh, you know, relationship with our, this is my first holiday without him. Deception. It doesn't, but it does. Does it not? I mean, give me a break. All deception is there's some intent behind it. I mean, you can't say it doesn't. Oh, does. I thought he said doesn't. Thank you, Rob. I was gonna say, yes, it does. <laughs> I, I'm really like having a hard time seeing right now. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, deception does equal ill intent. I feel the same exact way. If you're mm -hmm. doing these things, you're not doing them because you have any good, good intentions. And oh, no, I totally agree. I agree. I agree with that. That's a very odd freaking thing to say to somebody. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just, I, I'm, I, I just read that wrong. My bad. But yeah, no, I just don't see like why someone would say like, 
you know, oh my God, that's just a weird like thing that it's like, okay, just say you're not happy. You're getting a divorce. Like why say she's like dead or something or gone? I mean, he didn't say she's dead, but to say I lost my wife. I mean, if some, if some guy that I'm seeing comes to me crying, I lost my wife. I'm going to think she's dead. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly, but that's what Amber Fry said. And that's exactly what she said. She said the way that he worded it, I assumed she died of cancer or there was some bad, like maybe it was an accident and I wasn't going to ask about it because why pry basically? Like I got a bad feeling about it. So I did not ask any questions. I just said, okay. So, I mean, you're right on that account. And Rusty, yeah, he said that he told his wife about the affair, but we only have his word. So we can't yeah. take obviously we can't talk to Lacey and I'm sorry. I don't believe him saying that because I've been pregnant two times and there's no way someone's telling me they're having an affair on me and I don't burn down the damn house. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not going to be okay with that, especially like eight months pregnant being like, hmm, okay, I'm going to just go about my little married life. No, she did not know. I'm sorry. She did not know about this affair. And no, I, so I, that. I agree with that. I don't think she knew about this affair. Um, I, I think that's a lie. I don't think he told her. So her friend said, there's no way he told her because she would have told her closest friends, you know, that this was happening. They did say that Scott was a known adulterer and possibly a sex addict and that they knew at least about one confirmed. So I guess Lacey had spoken to them about three or four different occurrences but they knew for sure she, Lacey knew about one confirmed affair, I guess you can call it. So um, there's some controversy there that he had stepped out on her a lot, like many, many times. So I definitely don't believe he told her eight months pregnant, but there was some yeah. knowledge that he was a cheater. So I'll let Kirsten answer this one. Cause I'm sure she's going to want to get into this for her defense side. Neither I, I've already went through it with the prosecution. Did not investigate the break-ins. The break-ins that happen across the street at the neighbors that they're trying to say Lacey witnessed the break-ins. They did actually talk to those people. And it came out that they were like just petty criminals. Um, actually, they were trying to say that they actually did not break into the house until the 26th. 26th. There is people yeah. that said they did see, the, I mean, seen somebody... You know, yeah. you got a lot of like he said she like the neighbor. I mean, I got a lot of lot of nosy damn neighbors. It don't mean that what they say holds water because they yeah. can see a delivery man and be like, someone weird was at Heather's house, and it's like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that's okay. true. So we have a couple neighbors. One neighbor in specific that says she remembers driving down the street on Christmas Eve. She actually says. I turn and I see Lacey on one side of the street walking the dog. I turn to the other side of the street and I see this van on the property, a couple men. Um, so this is why she is so adamant about the fact that, and yes, all of this is debated guys. Like we don't know for sure um, whether it was the 24th, the 26th, the 20, we don't know. But like Heather said, you have one, a couple neighbors, but one neighbor in particular saying, I know this was the 26th because I looked to my left and see Lacey right here walking, you know, white shirt, black maternity pants. That's on the 24th. That 24th, right. Lacey. 24th, right. But she says at the same time she sees Lacey, she sees this break-in happening at, 
at the same time. Then you have, like you said, other people saying this break-in did not happen until the 20th. Why would you, if you see someone breaking in somewhere, I mean, call the cops. Like, why didn't you call the cops? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That that whole break-in thing is just weird to me. It, I mean, it came up that they just... Definitely, they should have went more into it to find out more. I do believe once they, and I will say once they honed in on Scott, I think they were kind of done with any other leads at that point. That's, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, this area. It was a great area. The, the park that they said that she got lost at, I mean, I looked up the stats on this park back then, and this is a good park. You know what I mean? Like, there's no crime that's taking place there. There's there's nothing going on over there that, that make you think like, oh, she she's in a, a, a bad area around there. You know what I mean? Like she was if she did take the dog a walk, I don't the park would have been an issue for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's like, you know, when you have these kind of crimes, you're going to look at the spouse because you have, you know, no break ins. No. You know what I mean? Like everything seems pretty well intact and she's gone. You know what I mean? Like this nice neighborhood. And I'm not saying bad happening in nice neighborhoods. Cause we hear it all the time in true crime. You know, they lived in a great, you know, great neighborhood. They were a great family. And then dun, 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 dun. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I'm not saying that, but. So because, so just because we're talking about the burglary. So one of the possible leads, um, and I'm sure you've, seen this Heather the Aponte tip which is one of the things that came up when they were talking about this so um so you have an inmate in prison he's talking to his brother on the phone who is not in prison a lieutenant at Norco prison overhears this conversation because and it's also recorded because if you're having a conversation with some someone outside of prison um typically they're recorded so he overhears the name Lacey Peterson come up and this is within three weeks of her disappearance so what they're talking about basically is one of the brothers is on the phone with um, his brother talking about one of his friends who is one of the burglars that was arrested for this burglary because there isn't really any debate that this house was burglarized it was okay so um, they're talking about Stephen Todd who is one of the burglars and what he overhears is that the brother says Lacey saw this burglary and actually confronted the burglars, like walked up either asking questions or just being nosy or something like that. And that she was threatened by one of these burglars. Um, not nice words, you know, bad language, stuff like that. And um, so the other brother says on the phone, and again, this is just within a couple of weeks of, of her disappearance and she hasn't been found yet. One of the brothers says, what are we going to do about her? What are we going to do about Lacey? Which sort of indicated maybe they had her held somewhere or kidnapped or something like that. The other brother immediately says, shut the, shut up. Like, what are you doing? This line is recorded. You can't talk about this right now. Like, don't say any more. I, so, I, don't, I don't think he said we have her. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. He didn't, he doesn't say we have her. I said it sort of, it made the guard sort of think you know, oh, okay. what, are we, what are we going to do about her? So, um, so he goes and reports this basically. And once it makes it down the line where they say they want this Lieutenant to testify, he 
backed up his entire story. Like basically retracted it and said, I'm not this, this talking phone about it. came after Scott was already convicted, correct? What's the matter? This phone call that this person heard, Scott was already convicted at this time, correct? No, what I read said that this happened within three weeks of her disappearance. Well, her disappearance, I know the, the criminals were really, because I mean, this was obviously headline news here. You have a pregnant woman, you know, whatever. So it, it made obviously news crews and everybody got Nancy Grace burr, 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 on the thing and everybody knew about it. So I know yeah. when they brought these burglars in to talk to them about this, Right away, they said, look, we did rob this place. We had nothing to do with the pregnant woman. So they were already knowing that they were going to be confronted about this. So because it was already like out there and it's like, shit, someone comes up missing. Great. That's my luck. They're going to think we did it. You know what I mean? So everybody already knew what was going on. It was already out there. So to talk to them, to be like, hey, what do we do about this pregnant woman? It could have also been the point of, dude. We broke into this house and this chick's missing and it's literally right across the damn street. They're going to look at us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you could look at it both that way on that phone call as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, cause I know if I was a criminal and I happen to break into a house across the street and then some news story comes out and a woman's missing, I'd be like, oh, fucking figures. <laughs> like what the hell? My luck. So I don't mm -hmm. know. That's what I'm thinking with them because I just feel like they're saying that this happened on the 26th. So she would have already been gone. So I don't know, yeah. but that's one of those, you know? All right. So let's talk about, I don't even know. We have no rhyme reason to this, um, but let's talk about the satanic group. Oh my God. Here we go. Where's my ticket to fantasy Island? Let's go. <laughs> I'm packing up. I got my bags. Get my little Dora Explorer backpack on. <laughs> knock out. Every time, every time you laugh, I knock my camera over. All right. Go, go ahead with this one. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Why, why am I half on here and half not? Because <laughs> they know you're about to come with some craziness. Oh, does it just look like you guys can see me? It just looks like, like that on my camera then? Yeah, I can see you. Okay. All right. So. She's shaking because she's scared. <laughs> I'm shaking because I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm shaking because I'm so excited. Okay. So this was definitely ripped apart by a lot of people saying, do you really think this is possible that a satanic group would have kidnapped her? this and that. But this is what I'm saying that everything is speculation in this case. So Modesto, what's the matter? Let's hear it. Bring it. Go ahead. Come keep spewing your shit. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> but if you know your facts, so Modesto, while, while Why Modesto technically was considered like a nice little sleepy safe town, the outskirts and the surroundings of Modesto were not known as being very nice. And it's, it's a kind of a widely known thing that it borders a lot of shit spewer. Yes. Yep. Okay. So it borders a lot of kind of dangerous iffy areas. So, um, it was known that a satanic group had kidnapped another girl in the vicinity of Scott and Lacey's neighborhood um, and it wasn't directly in Scott and Lacey's neighborhood. We're talking about like this whole area. 
No, I said the vicinity of. Okay. Listen, I said the vicinity of her I hair. Object, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I object one time. Okay. No objection overruled. Okay. So <laughs> they object. They they object. They abduct a girl. They rape her. They perform a some sort of satanic ritual on this girl, and then they tell her because they don't kill her, she gets away. They tell her. They're going to perform a murder on Christmas Day and that she would be reading about it in the newspaper. So now step aside from that story for a minute. A woman named Evelyn Hernandez disappears from the vicinity of that area six months before Lacey. Eight months pregnant, was found in San Francisco Bay where Lacey was found with no head, no arms, no feet, just a torso, exactly like Lacey was found. Now, you yourself, Heather, said, I don't believe in coincidences. So this is the markings of a possible serial killer who performs the same thing over and over again? I mean, when, when, I, when I think about, you know, this, this, this uh, satanic cult, you know, it, it, it is, I mean, it is something that been looked into do i think i mean you know i i this one i don't know because it's like i i still i feel like no like i still like no i, I get it happen in the bad i don't think she was a, i don't think she went anywhere where this happened and if this was a, a town he might have knew about it who knows i don't know my thing about how lacy died you know and i mean the whole satanic i mean just how, how was she abducted? Do you know how the first lady was even abducted? Was she walking her dog? I mean, what are the similarities? How was she approached? I mean, we have to really get into that. If you want to look at, okay, she was found in the San Francisco Bay and she was missing her limbs. I mean, we have Scott that made these uh, homemade cement anchors. And that also ties in. Oh, the, I have a picture where they showed the cement anchors that were missing and if she was to have those strapped to her neck, arms, legs, they would that would sever her head in course of the water in that period of time. So that makes more sense considering you see him making these. He had one on his boat, these handmade things that he was making. And you can't deny that he was not making these cement blockers. Objection. Nope, I'm not denying he made them. They also proved that the weight of these anchors never would have held her body down in any way, shape, or form. If you put them, up, if you put them on every single... Do you see these things? Rob, throw a picture up. These <laughs> things... These things look heavy. We'd have to, we'd have to actually physically touch these to go ahead. These things were thick. So you got five of these things strapped to your neck, your arms, your legs. You think those aren't going to sink you? And when they do, after a period of so much time in the water, you don't think that's going to rip your head off? I mean, I'm just saying. But as they for the they did, were between between five and twenty pounds each. How heavy you think a pregnant woman weighs? And the only weighs five you're, you have to, you have, we have to get the exact weight on that because five to 20 pounds, I mean, that's a big difference. If they're each 20 pounds, that is going to have hang some weight onto somebody. If you put five of them, that is going to bring someone. I mean, you're talking about water. You're in the water. You know what I mean? We don't know what, what she consumed because we have no head or anything to, or toxology. Nothing was ever able to be done on her, unfortunately, to know what was actually in her system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as for, I feel like that's, 
that's just me using my like common sense. <laughs> I just feel like the satanic ritual, I do feel it's very odd and I don't like coincidences and I don't believe in them. However, I just, that one, I don't know. I don't know. It seems weird. I do wish they would have looked more into that and kind of like really found out more about her death, talked to her family, the first lady, and found out a little bit more. So they could have absolutely ruled that out. I think maybe that will be brought up in the next trial. I don't know. I mean, this is so far from now. Could you even trace any of that back? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, if you've okay. got a satanic cult, then has there been more bodies after that? Has there been more pregnant women? If they're that successful at doing that, they're going to keep doing that. So who was next after Lacey? You got to look at a pattern there. If it was just one person, you know what I mean? What happened after? Was there anything I wanna, after? I want to comment on Rusty's what Rusty said. So he says, where's the physical evidence of her being on the boat? They claim they found five strands of hair that could have been her hair, but no proof. Okay. So the hair. We'll go to the hair. Let's go to the hair. We'll go the to pliers. the pliers. So we'll go to the pliers. Let's go to the damn pliers. So let's go to the pliers. They find again. Let's make a nice little fairy tale story here, okay? About my boy. They find a couple strands of hair in. I mean, just because you got a crush doesn't mean you should be supporting all of this. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crush. There's no crush. I think he was wrongfully convicted. Okay. So they find. A couple strands of hair in caught in a pair of pliers in Scott's warehouse or in his boat. Okay. I will be the first one to say, I'm sorry, this is a complete dead end for me. And I don't care what anybody thinks. My hair is everywhere. Okay. I leave hair, my hair right now, my hair right now is sitting in the Target bathroom in Boston somewhere. It's in the last restaurant I ate. I can be, you know. I can be making out with my boyfriend, not where I live, hours away, and my hair will end up in, in my mouth, okay? So what I'm saying is this. I'll paint a nice little pretty picture since that's what everybody keeps doing in this case. You have a pair of pliers in a house. Lacey takes these pliers, uses it to open up a picture frame or- They're in the house? Cabinet door. No, no, let me tell my story, okay? okay. Okay, right. go, go with your, go with your, uh, right, let me get into fantasy land. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Go, go right. there. No, oh no, I'm making up the same story that everybody else is okay. making up. Okay, so, go ahead. I'm, I'm ready for your story. At any point in their entire marriage, Lacey could have used these pliers for anything. And then these pliers now make their way to his boat, his warehouse, anything. You're telling me it's not normal that a wife's hair would be caught in a pair of pliers. That's option A. Option B is their biggest argument, the prosecution, was how did her hair get in that boat or get in the warehouse? Well, if you take the option aside that I already said, the landlord said she's been in this warehouse before. So, I mean, it's completely circumstantial. I throw the hair out. You can take that. I, I don't want I don't want the hair in as my evidence. I, I don't need it. You know what I mean? So the hair, because yeah, yeah. Hair, I do shed. I shed yeah. everywhere. Like my hair falls out. Everybody can right, make a right. voodoo out of me with how much hair I leave at different locations. So right. the hair to me isn't a thing. What 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 bothers? What I did was Scott talking about when, when Scott got interviewed, and and uh, this is when he got interviewed by the police first. Okay, and they asked him, "You went fishing?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they said, "Well, what bait do you use?" He couldn't tell him. 
Now I went around and I surveyed about 10 different men this past week and asked them every single man. I said, message me if you are a fisherman or you fish and just message me. And I gave them three questions and I asked every single guy, when was the last time they fished? You didn't see obviously my post, Rob, because like you didn't like chime in. Rusty knows I asked him. I asked, I should have asked. I didn't know you were a fisherman. Now I know something new about you, Rob. Anyways, so I asked everybody and everybody knew when I said, when was the last time you fished? See, he can vouch for this. I did. Rusty thought I was playing a joke on him. So, and I said, <laughs> what bait did you use? Every single man told me what bait they used the last time they fished. Every guy knows what kind of bait they're baiting with. They know, you know, whether it's a lure, what kind, they'll tell you the kind of lure they use, the I mean, they, they know, they know their shit. And they literally, I have messages where they're like, it was a, this, this, right. You know, they know. So when the police go, what kind of, you know, he's supposedly fishing, what kind of fish are lure using or whatever bait you're using? He's like, mm, I don't know that after my little like spun around also circumstantial seems weird that why were you out there? And I don't think you're really a fisherman. So I think he bought this boat. He's not, a, and you're saying he bought it for his, his father-in-law, which I mean, she went missing on Christmas Eve. So we can, he can say that. I mean, I could be like, oh, this was for you. <laughs> so that's also everything he says back is circumstantial. So I don't know. I think it's weird. I think every man knows what they're fishing for. I think he was very cold when it came to talking and we'll get into that about Amber Fry and Rob, yeah. you want to play that clip real quick with him that I, uh, See, people can tell you the last 10 lures they use. See, fishermen. <laughs> but there you go. But let's watch Scott talk to what is it, Diane Sawyer, whoever yeah. he's talking to. Yeah. Let's just, let's just watch this. Let's sip our drink, Kirsten. Okay. Uh oh. Hold on. We'll get some sound, no. everybody. Uh oh. Uh -oh. And I had absolutely nothing to do with her disappearance and, and use the word murder. And yeah, I mean, that is a, a possibility. Um, it's not one we're ready to accept and it creeps in my mind late at night and early in the morning. And during the day, all we can think about is the right resolution is to find her well. But as you know, increasingly in the public, Suspicion has turned on you. Yes, definitely. Did you ever hit her? Did you ever injure her? No. Rob, go back to when she first asked him about if he murdered Violence women. towards women. Watch Everybody sitting at home down. wants the answer to the same question. Did you murder your wife? No, no. I did not. And I had absolutely nothing to do with her disappearance. And, and use the word murder. And yeah, I mean, that is... A, a possibility. Um, okay, it's not one we're ready it. to accept, and it creeps <laughs> in my mind late at night and early in the morning. And during the day, all we can think about is the right resolution is to find her well. But as you know, increasingly in the public, suspicion has turned on you. Yes, definitely. Did you ever hit her? Did you ever injure her? No, no. My God, no. Um, Violence towards women is unapproachable. It is the most disgusting act to me. 
Um, and I know that uh, suspicion has turned to me. And it's, um, it's turned to me, one, because I'm her husband. And that's a natural thing. And I've heard all the statistics on all the news shows about that being, you know, someone that uh, a husband, ex-husband, a boyfriend, that is statistically one who would be responsible for her disappearance. And um, I'm sorry, I forgot your question. <laughs> Did you ever hit her? Did you no, ever injure her? No, no never. Um, I was, I was answered your question because of the suspicion that it's been turned to me. And it turned to me because of the inappropriate romantic um, that I had with Amber Fry. Amber Fry went public about the romance after seeing. I don't know. I mean, the way he's, I don't find him very, like, I feel like, and then we have where he is, he doesn't seem emotional. I mean, like he just doesn't have, and people, you know, I can, it's scary to be interviewed. Why didn't he take a lie detector test? He seems cool as a cucumber to me everywhere he goes. Why wouldn't you take a lie? Just get it out of the way. Take the lie detector test and just go with it. If you got nothing to hide, why didn't you take the lie detector test? He said he would, and then he backed out of it. So I, I have a little input on that. So my take on that is, first of all, I don't really think that he said this. I, I want to call this out because one of the biggest things that they kind of pinpointed him right from the start was um, when they first started the search for Lacey and, you know, they're going over the different avenues, different options and stuff like that. Um, one of the biggest things that, Al Brocchini, the police detective that was kind of leading this said was Scott asked, well, are you bringing in cadaver dogs? Are you bringing in, he said something like, are you bringing in cadaver dogs? And he said, and I said to Scott, wow, Scott, I hadn't even considered her dead yet. Like very judgmental. Like I didn't consider her dead yet. Why would you use that phrase? So I found this interesting because when I was watching all the specials, if you backtrack now, go a couple hours earlier when Lacey's mom, Sharon, first realized she was missing. And now she's on the phone, obviously, with Scott. They agree to meet at the park and look for Lacey. So she says, I'm leaving. Meet me at the park. Scott says, OK. They get to. I said, what the scum? What? I don't even know what's happening. Listen. So. <laughs> They get to the park, and the first thing that Sharon says later on to interviewers or detectives and stuff like that says, we got to the park, and do you know what it's like looking for your daughter's body? She said, as soon as we got to the park, I started lifting trash can lids, lifting up garbage, lifting up things, looking on things. She goes, looking for my daughter's body. Do you know how hard that is to think you're going to find a body, find a corpse? So I just – I recognize little things like this and i'm not even taking a stance i'm being neutral here saying if you can have a mother within the first couple hours of her daughter missing say i'm looking for a body you can't then say to the husband that says are you bringing in dogs for a scent and say whoa we weren't even considering her dead when you are in your mind and you're distraught, you go to that same place. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm saying, no, you, I, I, I agree with you with that because if my you, kids you don't like, call me, I'm, it, I'm sending out cadaver dogs. And it's like, mom, you just didn't answer a text. 
he was it, it's kind of like a double standard it's little things like this that they were sort of using against him and i don't know what he said in that interview that made me think of that but it's you know it's just the fact that you take small things like that and say, okay, I'm going to point the finger right away when her mother did exactly the same thing and said, I'm looking for a corpse. And, you know, the other thing that I was going to bring up was we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I think this is huge because ultimately when we started this, I said, it's not really that I'm going to try to prove he's innocent. I'm more going to try to prove that he deserves a new trial. So I'm sure you've read a lot about the jury. So why, why does he need a new trial if he's not innocent? So he's already got a commuted life. So, I mean, he got lucky with that. I mean, sit on I, I don't, I mean. You are I, innocent. You are innocent until proven guilty. They had jurors in a room for five and a half hours with no decision. They bring in an alternate juror, and this is major though, this is totally illegal. They bring in an alternate juror, and this is legitimate whether you think he's guilty or innocent. They bring in an alternate juror who was beaten by her boyfriend while she was pregnant, had restraining orders against him, lied on her application. Well, I'm sorry, actually, I should correct myself. She said, I wasn't thinking at all about my situation when I answered those questions. Bull shit if you are an abused woman who is pregnant and beaten while you're pregnant and then you get asked to be on a jury for a pregnant woman that is supposedly abused and murdered she went in that room and within an hour they came out with a guilty verdict that's juror misconduct you can't do that i mean that's, and that's why his sentence got what he got with his sentence so i mean that 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 does make sense he deserves life i don't feel he's innocent i feel like you know with it, and then you put amber fry into it and i'm listening to these calls where he is, you know, she, she mics up right away with the police. Like she gets in, she's like, Oh my God. And people could say she was a scorned woman or whatever, but in your heart, you know, a woman's missing. She's pregnant. I mean, I would want to to find her, you know what I mean? So it's like, I would, even if I liked a guy, I mean, I, what, what, the only thing that I don't cork with is this quick relationship that he would go to these stands for a quick relationship. But you know, whatever. So she mics up with the cops and these phone calls, though, you could tell he is really fuck. Sorry, like our show, but he's really, he's really into her. And what bothers me is that Paris call. The Paris call was a little disturbing. Like he's at her vigil where they're like doing this memorial thing for her or prayer. They want to find her. You know, she's not found yet. If you're missing someone, regardless, regardless, you got to have some kind of freaking love for them. She's pregnant with your child. If you are not held responsible and you didn't do this or whatever, you have to have some kind of moral compass in your system to grieve with the people with her because you want to find at least if you don't like her, your baby. You know what I mean? Like you want your baby to be okay. Like, and, and maybe because I'm a mother, I feel that way, but. What makes I mean, you fathers are out there too that feel that way too. So I can't say there's fathers out there that wouldn't feel like me because I'm a mother. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say that because fathers should, you know, be like that too. But you know what I mean? He's calling her like, Hey, I'm in Paris. And hey, I mean, that call, you got to think it's kind of disturbing. You know what I mean? That he can be that lot like that cal calculated with it, that it's like, who is this person that you will look at him and be like, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know. I see it totally different. And the thing is, this is why I said I'm always the black sheep. But first of all, I would ask, 
not you, Heather, but what makes you think that he didn't have compassion or wasn't distraught? So I am a person definitely, and my family can vouch for this, that I show zero emotion. I've been called cold, disconnected, calculated. I don't really show any emotion when I'm the most upset. Um, and I, it's been really misconstrued over time that, you know, I'm kind of this careless person, but I kind of shut it down. In fact, it bothers me in emotional situations or when I'm upset about something, if someone does try to hug me or show me some compassion, I'm very bothered by it. And I don't want like hugs or coddling or anything like that I have to sort of compartmentalize. And I almost wonder if that's what he was doing. Oh, I totally agree with you. The phone call was completely inappropriate and very weird, but I almost think some people can compartmentalize and separate things in a way that allows them to process them better. I don't really know how to explain it. The phone call, the phone call didn't bother me too much because I really think it's a huge sign of a, a total narcissist and it, you can take feelings out of it. And how many, maybe, how many killers are narcissists though? You know what I mean? How yeah. You come across that. Oh, are narcissists? I know, but being a narcissist doesn't make you a killer. And I just, and it's they funny because, um, you know, a lot of the cops had the opposite. A lot of cops had an opposite take on the Amber Fry situation. They actually thought that it gave more of a reason why he wouldn't have wanted to basically like throw away his life or do something like this. Um, some of them thought, okay, he has more of a reason to live, whatever. He found happiness. Um, but the other half, it's actually kind of funny, thought, he wasn't really that into Amber, like not to the extent that he would have done something like this, that it was more of that, just a that's my only hang up of that. You know, yeah. because it was a really quick relationship, but the, the whole, I mean, this whole case is just either he's guilty as shit or the most unlucky bastard in the world. You know what I mean? To have this many things that he, he does look suspicious. Cause it's like, okay, you buy a boat, you tell a girl that the woman is, that the woman you're that you're married to is is you lost her. Then you actually lose her. The, I mean, there's so many things that come into play that it's like he's either guilty or just unlucky. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, I think he's guilty. I was on the fence. I was on the fence because I watch a lot of stuff about Scott and you knew, but after I dove into this, I'm like, there's so many things that are, yeah, there's no, there, there is no DNA. There is no, this is one of them cases. I mean, there's a lot of cases out there where there's no DNA. There's no fingerprints. I mean, people can clean shit up. You know, they, they found him washing his clothes right after. Do I find it suspicious that he was washing just his clothes? No, because that happens all the time where guys, well, people just do their own shit. Especially if you are a narcissist, he'll only think about himself, but whatever. I don't, I don't even find that suspicious, but it's like, there's just so many things that are in effect. I don't, I want to send him back to death row because of my argument here. But do I think he really needs, I think life in prison for people is payment enough. You know what I mean? Like his brother wrote a book about 30 something reasons that his brother is guilty, which I think that's just for publicity. You know, he wants to get out in the spotlight, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just too much, too much stuff pointing at him. When he's, when, when they catch him fleeing, he does have a story where he's like, oh, my mom transferred this, but you dyed your hair. You have different ID on you. You got four different cell phones on you. You got what? $15,000 in cash on you. 
you look like you're fleeing. Like, I, am I daffy? Am I just someone that just believes things? Like, I just, I think if I caught someone, like if I caught my boyfriend and I'm like, okay, you've changed your hair. You, you've changed your, all this, where are you going? You doing? I would, you know what I mean. That's where I would put it. That he's freaking guilt. You know, fleeing. Um, it just makes sense. And, that and that's the thing is that there. Again, I say, might he have been fleeing? Sure. Doesn't mean he's guilty. It doesn't make him a murderer. And what you said, wait a minute. Why would you leave? Wait. You said, hold on. You said you you talked to a lot of people this week about a lot of different things. I asked a lot of people. Let's just say. And I didn't even tell him the case or the person, anything. I just said, let's actually, let's just say you were pinpointed for something you didn't do and you get scared as shit. You know, I'm the husband. I'm going to jail. I'm possibly going to be put to death. Um, I had a lot of conversations with people this week that kind of said, I might get the hell out of Dodge, like not even lying. Like if it really was her body is found the day her body is found, he flees. That's not suspect. Come on, girl. <laughs> Flee before. Well, no, he wasn't fleeing the day her body was found. He was just arrested because her body because was, he was found. fleeing. They caught him in his car with his hair dyed. No, they equipment. caught him at a golf course. Brother was playing golf. They caught him at a golf course. He was not playing. Uh, I don't know. I seen that he was th that he was. I have looked it up. I think he was going to meet with his brother. I don't think he actually made it there, from what I was reading, that they got him in the car. But I don't know. I mean, I, I that's. Oh, you froze up, hon. He said he was going to play golf. Are you? Yeah, it? yeah. Sorry, you I froze up. He made it there. I think he was fleeing. The thing, the thing with me is this. I think, well, I don't think, I know that this was total process of elimination with this trial. They did not in any way, shape or form definitively prove that Rob, mm, okay. They did not prove that this man killed his wife. But they eliminated every other whim or idea. Well, sometimes you got to look at what's the common denominator here. You you're left. You got to look at that. But you have to prove he did it. There's nothing that says he did. So you're telling me that not you. You're telling me that someone who commits a first-time murder did it basically perfectly with no mistakes. Now you can say like he made mistakes or this or that, but really, yeah, they found nothing concrete against him. It was process of elimination. It was, there's no one left. So I guess Scott did it. There wasn't, he left this, he left that. We, there's this video camera. There's this sighting. So you're telling me he brought a body to the busiest Marina on one of the busiest days of the year with a body. I don't think he's done. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened to her, but I know that in mm -hmm. my, I feel like it, it all points to him. You know what I mean? All bulletins point to him. I mean, we could think of satanic cult and all that stuff, but I I don't know. You know what I mean? I just think that there's too many people that said they saw her. And there's too many statements and affidavits and testimonies saying we saw her after the time frame of when he left the house. And I do want to say, though, because I can't even prove this. 
his lawyer did not call any of these people to the stand. Like th these avenues were not explored, but a lot of them came up after he already was convicted and he's, he's on death row. And, you know, things come up like years later, a lot of these things came up um, after the fact saying the timelines don't add up. And this is mostly the stuff that I've watched. It's even too much to get into right now, but this is the stuff I've watched is all these timelines of, when people said they saw her and where she was and how they can prove it and a b and c and he was way gone by this point so i just think that they did not explore all the avenues that they could have um and that's what bothers me because i feel like everybody deserves that you know well what is the thing i mean it, it you could think what you you know you could be on you know the he's innocent whatever or he's this i mean there's people in the world that still think i think there's facebook groups where people like think the planet's still flat so <laughs> i guess i guess we get you a part of that but uh i just i just feel like i mean come on how much evidence do you do you need to convict somebody you know what i mean like how, i mean do you have to have the smoking gun to make you don't that smoking gun, but you gotta have some evidence. You have to have something. They had nothing. They had, they had nothing. They have intent. They had a lot of stuff. They had a lot of yeah. stuff that added up to a conviction. There's no intent. Just because you're a cheater doesn't make the you a killer. That, I mean, yeah, but you gotta connect the dots on everything that was going on. When you connect the dots, I mean, if this was your family member, your sister, your your family member, you feel if all evidence. Like he did this, he, did, I mean, you're going to look at it like Jesus, like, like her, her mom said, why did he have to kill her? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> I had to hit her with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll never, only person is ever going to know he's never going to, you know, I, I still, if I was him, I mean, I've seen people and people say lie detectors aren't admissible. I know people that have taken them and just to just to and they came out that they were telling the truth and they actually put it with their evidence when they submitted it like look they did take a lie detector test and this came out so you could put that out there they give you the option to at least you know come back with it and then they can use that like look he passed the lie detector test you know what i mean i would just do it if i was that innocent i'd be like look put me on that bitch already you know what i mean like however it comes out i mean i feel like i've seen it come out more accurate than like on this one, it's going to be not accurate, but they could just pile it in with their stuff. That's I would never take a lie detector test ever, even if I was innocent. That's I would, the I would, I would. never do one because I, listen, I grew up in a family of law enforcement that said to me, don't ever take one. They're extreme. And this is, again, this is debatable. I'm not saying they're not, that's, you could think what you want, but I would never take one because you can think of a certain thing that elevates certain levels of things that have nothing to do with what they're asking you. And it can give you a total false result. And I would never take one. And that's what he said. You brought it up earlier. He said, I was totally willing to till I spoke with my father and with my lawyer. And they said, don't do it because if it comes back that you're feeling heightened emotions about certain things, it's going to create a false positive and don't do it. I wouldn't do it either. I mean, that's just me. There's no way I would never take one. Nope. They're not accurate. I would never do it.
So we so, should have a show where we're hooked up to lie detector tests and let's see how that works. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be like amazing. Please, please. If everybody's out there, let's do that. That would be so fun. <laughs> or not. I don't know. Like, uh, or not. <laughs> It depends on if you have a pre-approved list of questions like that. That's right. okay. okay. I like peanut butter and jelly. Nope. <laughs> Do you no. have body sitting in your house? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. Everybody like this is how about a no, no, stop. Don't even filled stuff. No. What? Like, oh my God. Stay spooky thing. We're not going to talk about that. Like no, no shows in cornfields. Anyways, let's let's get off of that. Heather's kryptonite is cornfields. So, but um, yeah, so I want to talk about. We're gonna. We I think we should do one more. I think we should touch on one more things. You brought it up, and I think it's important. So okay, go ahead, and then we're gonna do our trivia and close out. We're over an okay. hour. Let's go. Do you want to say? Do you want to tell them what the overall totally fabricated story? Um, how they think the whole murder went down. You talked about the blood in the bed. So oh. do you want to talk about, I just think we should touch on it because ultimately this is the story that, um, well, and I'm saying unbiased. Yeah. saying right there that she made her bed before she went to, to sleep or when she wakes up in the morning, she makes her bed. So this, this divot that's in the bed that she, somebody had to press her down that she was suffocated or, you know, suffocated. Did I say that word? You know, I, you know, I don't talk so well, <laughs> but, uh, and then she was supposedly taken from that location to his boat where she was, he took her out, anchored her down. And that's was, the, well, it's real sketchy on how there was, I mean, there is no physical evidence. He either cleaned everything amazingly and immaculate. He, I mean, his search history did show some weird stuff. So like he wanted to check out the certain tides and the current. There's some weird stuff on his, his search history. Yeah. And um, so who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows if he cleans it up? We don't know how she died. Um, yeah, I mean, start dumping the pictures out. We got him and Amber. I, I what, what do you think about all that? <laughs> he looks like a goofball. So Again, let me just come in like the black sheep. But I think, and I, but, uh, but truthfully, this opinion actually is separate from my belief about Scott. I don't think that you can just come up with a story that there's no basis to and just say, here's what I think happened. So Scott, and I can make this quick. So Scott was found with a cut on one of his hands, not a puncture, not both hands, just like a cut. And the story that law enforcement came up with was this. They said, we found two tiny little blood spots on the comforter and this is not my opinion guys this is exactly what they said so they said oh you know what we know that lacy used to wear these diamond earrings in her ears that were like very sharp and had sharp edges and stuff so they said our theory is that scott strangled lacy there was a struggle like she was rolling back and forth and the diamond earrings cut his hands and caused two little blood spots on the comforter. Um, and then they proceeded to say he put her body on the floor, wrapped it in a tarp, brought it to his garage, put it in his 
toolbox, put it in this car. It was very, it was a very involved theory. But again, I'm watching this, whether you think he's innocent or guilty, it doesn't matter. I'm watching this going, where's the, this, so this is completely like just your theory. It's not, there's nothing behind this. It's just a fabricated story. So, um, you know, again, they, they, head, Rob. they, so they, obviously they test everything. You know, they search the house, they test it for anything, DNA, bleach, whatever you want to call it. They test it A to Z. Um, the toolbox tested, his truck searched everything, her car and his car searched nothing. The boat, again, except for the hairs in the pliers, nothing. So I just go, what, like, how do you take a story and just create it and say, here's what we think happened. If you have some basis of evidence, maybe you can say, okay, there's a whole, you know, there's a dent in the floor. We think that they threw her here or there's, you know, we all watch these things, how they put stories together, but you can't take two little spots of blood far apart on a comforter and say, here's what happened. He strangled her. He put her on the floor. He put her in the toolbox. You can't do, I, I just, it just bothered me. Cause I'm like, where's your proof? Like there's no proof. I, didn't, I actually didn't hear that about the earrings. I heard that he just smothered her. I didn't hear that. He, they thought he punctured. His, oh yeah. That was, I, I, I didn't hear that, that part. They tried to I, say I don't believe that. And Rob, they never found, I don't, they, her head was never discovered. So I, I, there's no finding out if there was puncture wounds. All that was found was a torso. Yeah. So basically where you see in the picture where it was the severed parts, that everything underneath those air, the lines were missing on that. But what, what I didn't like, and I, I posted that, yes, what I posted that that one picture go back to the buttons that I, I brought up this when they found scott you know when they they got scott he had this whole bag of buttons in there he wasn't even handing these out you know what i mean like that's that's messed up you know what i mean and that, well, i just feel like why why aren't you helping <laughs> find her if you're worried about her, if you think a satanic cult took her if you are hand this out do something you know what i mean like help out like i don't know well, that bothers me you use your own words against you you got to go back and understand the whole timeline how do you know that that bag wasn't filled five times right. to that point and he handed out four times those buttons and those were the last hundred or something how do you know they, they said like this was his bag. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess I'll have to go look and see like how many bags Scott was given. <laughs> but no, but I'm, I'm just using your point. Like, how do you know that that wasn't like the left, you know, this was when he was arrested, it was many, many, many months later. Like that could have been the leftover, you know, things dwindled. I'll give it to you. I'll give you it to you. He could, Rob is fucking on it tonight. Like, oh my God. <laughs> But, and this is our debate. You know, you guys, we, we wanted to put this out here, do it a little bit different. Me and Kirsten love each other. <laughs> it's all in good fun. You know what I mean? So we just have, uh, you know, everybody's going to have different opinions. We're not always going to, you know, agree on the topics and we want to just put everything out there. And, you know, I just feel no. like he's guilty. I'm going to still stick with he's guilty. I think he is, my, my closing statement is, I feel he's guilty. I feel bad for Lacey's family. I wish, you know, I feel so sorry for them. They have to go through this and poor little Connor, you know, and it's sad. And I think Scott is exactly where he needs to be. And he should sit in there and just enjoy the rest of his life in prison. And that's all I got to say about that. So do your closing argument and then we'll go to trivia. <laughs>
All right. My closing argument is, of no fault of yours, Heather, or the show, I didn't get to talk about any of the shit that I wanted to talk about. I wrote like 48 pages of, like, Heather, you you know what's funny is- You know we we have an hour show, right? (laughs) We say Heather is extra, but I am so type A OCD. I wrote literally like 42 pages on this of all these misleads, missed things. Like I'm ridiculous. So anyway, Rob, I love you. Um, So anyway- my closing argument is this. I just want to tell everybody that I actually wrote Scott Peterson an email two weeks ago in prison. Uh, I got an email back that said he received it and he was he was he was sending me a response. I have not gotten this response yet, but I am used to talk about going down a rabbit hole, Heather. I want oh, I, I want this guy's response. I have a lot of doubts in this. I, I found but, everything for her, so I can't really like let her take all of that. I'm stalking yeah, her. Yeah, I, I was like, do, 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 listen, listen, you can call it I call it passionate about justice. Well, you do. <laughs> anyway, um, I really hope he does get a new trial because again, innocent or guilty, I feel like the trial itself was a little corrupt. So I kind of think he deserves another chance. But like Heather said, we're going to disagree on stuff. Um, I don't even know what Rob is talking about anymore, to be honest. I don't even... We're going to do um, trivia in just a minute. Let her finish her closing argument. Everybody stay with us. We're almost, we're almost yeah, done on. here. Well, listen, I'm going to be done. I'm just going to say I didn't get to talk about all the stuff I want to talk about because our show needs to be four hours for this topic. Yeah. But that's it. We can do trivia. That's fine. What? <laughs> my mom says she's not a stalker, just thorough. See, my mom knows. I, I, I was like, you know, we could write them. And I'm like, do, 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 do. I like it. I, I have a weird skill of finding stuff out. It's not normal, but it's cool. There's a lot of different people out there that we actually are going to be sending emails out to to see if we can get some response to. So, yeah, mom's in here to, to, to <laughs> help her out. She got her mama in here to help her. <laughs> my my mom's literally in the next room and she, she's yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody I love her. Themselves. I wish I had yeah. my mama. She'd be on my side. So, yep. <laughs> so I get it, mama. I'd have my daughter or my kid's side too. It's all good. But now you just canceled yourself out because your mama. <laughs> yep. Mama. Uh, that's hilarious. But yeah. Yeah. Hi, mom. Everybody give Kirsten's mom oh, a big hi. Here he Love. Yes. yes. She's also, she's visiting from Pennsylvania watching yeah. my show in the other room, just, you know, being a true fan. So yeah. Yourself, so that's good. All right. Let's get into trivia. Uh, do we, do we have a trivia question? You got one? You're I'm, like, I'm, you're- Mrs. George. <laughs> Let, let's what let's do it. Tri- okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop out. We just gonna guess up a trivia right now, or do you got a question? Forty seven pages. Stuff you got. Um, let's. Hi, Jen, th- that didn't show. Hi, Jen. Mm-hmm. What didn't show? Her name doesn't pop up. Go ahead and pull a trivia question out of all of your uh, papers you got there. Oh, out of my Bible, out of my book, right here. That is so funny. <laughs> Listen, guys, I got timelines. I got affidavits. I got everything. 
I get way too into this. I should have gone into like, I really like this show. You has, should represent him. Like you should really do that. So I should represent him. Well, listen, that's what I said in the email. It wasn't stalkerish, Rob. I said to him, I you should just let me represent you. No, I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Um, let's okay, think of your trivia question, everybody. Um, okay. Can I ask something that we did not talk about on the show? I don't know. Probably we should stick to stuff we talked about, right? No, go ahead. Just do it. You're putting me on the phone here. I'm going to do an easy one if you. Okay. Okay, you go. Okay, what was. Mm. Okay, hold on. See, what was, what was the date that they found Lacey Peterson's body? Oh, did we even say that? No. Oh, I asked you if I could ask something. Go ahead. I said go ahead. I had such a good one. Okay, forget mine. She's going to do hers. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Use yours. Okay, I was going to say, ultimately... What is the price of the reward that they had on all the missing posters for finding Lacey? What, what was the reward? Thousands and thousands of dollars. What was the reward? Tell the, ding, tell ding, them. ding, ding. First person answer wins. Oh, what, what are you doing, Rob? <laughs> what is Rob doing? Mom got it. We'll give it to mom. There we go. Okay, mom. That's not right. No, that's <laughs> I thought it was. I thought Rob put it up. Wait, who? What? What? Oh. Rob, you're totally jumping the. <laughs> we we got to do another one. Get out of here, Rob. <laughs> Dude, I, I hear my mom in the other room. She's dying. Like, my... she won, right? She had it. <laughs> Let's give it to mom. Does mom like mixed drinks? <laughs> Like she's getting a mixed drinks book. Does she want it? That's it, mom. You're getting it. I'm sending it to mom, you. Um, mom's mom's getting smashed in the other room. All right, there we go. So mom's the winner. That was the poster. That's what I'm going with. What was it? <laughs> was that right? Something's wrong with my life. Something's really wrong with my life. Um, See, that's fine. Thousand dollars right there. Oh wait, there is five thousand. What's the difference? Five thousand. Yeah. Nope. Go to the other. There's another. There's there's other posters. I it went way up. up. It went way up. See, mom, do you like me a little bit better? I'm I'm giving you the the uh, I'm giving you the win, mom. Because <laughs> I know she's probably gonna leave. Like I don't like that girl. <laughs> she nope. was arguing. Nope, she mom told you to go join the flat world people club. <laughs> nope. mom loves you. Uh, all right, we're gonna. Oh, Rusty won. Rusty won 500. Well, then why does it say 50,000? It it ultimately, it did go up. I, I thought I sent a picture about that. It did go up to $500,000. Her posters everywhere said $500,000. It was a lot. That must have been. Well, I'm still going to give it to mom. Rusty, you're okay. You won last week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rob just said it. Rob just said it. Look at the top of the poster. Look at the top. But it says 50. I see the 500,000, but then what was the 50,000 for? 
I don't know, but all the posters that I found said $500,000. So what does that read for information leading to the locate? I'm like zooming in on this. So what was the 500,000? You had to actually find her. Like, how did that no, break down? Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out what that says. So you get $500,000 if you like bring her to the police station, but like you only 50 if you have a tip. Oh, wait, put it back. Do you know what it said? It said $500,000 to her safe return. It said $50,000 for the location of her body. Look at it. It says, see, I knew it was something like that. They wanted you to walk her up to the police station. Like you bring her up with us holding hands. You get 500,000 for her safe return. So they wanted to make it more appealing to give her the safe return. So $50,000 would have been all anybody was going to get. There it is. And that's it. So, all right, everybody, that's, I know we went over and this, obviously you see, she's got a, a big old book there. We could even went longer. <laughs> oh my, God, my book, you have no idea how much I, like how much time I spent on this. I spent more nights in the last couple of weeks with Scott Peterson than I did with my sweetheart. So look at this. It's like just crazy. So people in the, it's real quick, guilty or innocent. Throw it out there real quick before we end show let's see what do we got <laughs> so funny with There's your blood cup another poll after the show how many people did we did you change any minds out there miss uh kirsten i don't think so because i get to talk about all my leads i have 42 of them 42 miss well, you're leads. just you're just like the defense you came up short so <laughs> no, how about this i'm gonna post what am I going to post? A memo? I'm going to post something. 25 on pages of, of your uh, declaration for Scott All Peterson. Of All of it. Go big or go home, baby. I don't do anything half-assed. I, I see. I see. Like, Listen. here we go. I think Listen. I'm the winner tonight, though. I mean, I think guilt, he's still guilty. We're still sitting on it. I will sleep well tonight knowing that an innocent man is not getting executed anymore. So there you go. Well, knowing that a murderer that killed his wife and his baby is sitting exactly where he needs to be. He and was just that, a funny bastard. He's not a murderer. And with that, we are closing out, chilling and killing tonight, everybody. And we will see you in two weeks. Well, we are going to talk Bundy, right? We're going to get into the Bundy. Did we decide that? Are we doing Bundy? I think, are we going to end that like Valentine's Day time? We'll, we'll get it situated. We're going to have it up. I'm thinking it's Bundy, but we want to also do Valentine's Day, some like Valentine's Day murders and stuff Say like that. Say it again. That. What is it, Heather? What is it? Valen what? <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> I should, I should like. He, if Heather say this real quick or he gets executed, he'd be so dead. <laughs> like, that's all you gotta do. I'd be like, Valentine's Day. But, um, yeah, gonna, it's it's time for Valentine's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we probably should do the same Valentine. That sounds good. Well, we'll situate it. You know, us, we put a lot of stuff out there and we like to hype up our shows and everything, and it's just, just have fun with it. So, Thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you guys tuning in for this battle. I hope you guys had a good time. And I'm done speaking. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Good night, everybody.